Today on Building in Faith with Pastor Ed Jones. Building in Faith. Truth mixed with faith will produce in you convictions that will cause you to live differently than the world around you. We need to be not a people weak and wishy and washy, tossed about with this doctrine and that doctrine and this trend and that trend in the world. No, 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 no. We need to be grounded in the Word, rooted in the Scriptures, and we need to be a people of conviction. Reaching up high with arms open wide we see You're changing our lives so we can be our hands and Do we stand out from the world around us? As Pastor Ed shares in his message, living out truth and convictions will cause us to stand out. While many struggle with feeling different or misunderstood, living in godly truth sets us apart in a way that glorifies His name. In fact, He calls us to be set apart or different from those who choose the worldly path. The more we study and grow close to the truths of the Bible, the more equipped we will be to live out a life pleasing to God. Now here's Pastor Ed with today's edition of Building in Faith. Building in Faith. How come I don't see you except on Christmas and Easter? And with a totally straight face, this man whispered back, I'm in the secret service. God is looking for those who will affiliate with the church and let it be known. Rahab chose, not only did she aid the servants, not only did she affiliate with them, but she affirmed them. Well, listen to her words. In verses 24 and 23, then the two men started back. They went down out of the hills forded the river, and came to Joshua, son of Nun, and told him everything that happened to them. Verse 24. They said to Joshua, The Lord has surely given us the whole land into our hands. All the people are melting in fear of us. All the people are melting in fear of us. Where did they hear that? That's what Rahab said. You know what Rahab said to them? She said, The Lord has given you the land. Doesn't that sound a little familiar? Remember chapter 1? Again and again, God says, I've given you the land. I've given you the territory. I promised it. It's yours. Uh, She wasn't in on those conversations. Or was she? You know, it's an amazing thing. When faith begins to grow in the hearts of people, they become encouragers. They begin to speak prophetically into the lives of other people. Have you ever done that? Have you ever stood by the side of someone and pointed to them in the direction that God was directing them? That's what she did. She pointed them into the direction of the promised land. She said, God has given it to you. It's so beautiful to hear the voice of God speaking through a brother or sister encouraging you to go forward in your faith. Lenny 
said to me when he was a young Christian, just newly saved, he was at the altar and there was a sister praying beside him. And she was praying for the salvation of her family. And Lenny felt really impressed that God was going to answer that prayer and save that family. And he went back to his seat and he talked to a spiritual leader in the church, a mentor to him, and he said, you know, I really feel that. Should I, that spiritual leader said, well, go tell her. Go tell her. And so he went up and he said, sister, I really feel that God's going to save your family and is going to answer that prayer that you're praying. And you just stand on his word. And she began to cry. She was so excited. That lifted her up. She eventually became a pastor's wife. And they became good friends. And every couple of years, she'd see Lenny. And she'd say, Lenny, guess what? Another one is saved. Another one came to Christ. Those words at that altar echoed in her heart all through those years. And just two years ago, she came and she said, Lenny, the last one is saved. My uncle received the Lord. See, when faith resides in our hearts, we become a type of people who aid others. Think of what Rahab did. She housed them. She hid them. She helped them. And when faith resides in your life, you become an incredible blessing to the church of the living God. And your words are encouraging. You sort of set people on their feet. Ah, surprise people by faith. Faith does incredible things in the hearts of those who dare to believe God. It was Raymond Edmund who said, Faith makes the uplook good, the outlook bright, and the inlook favorable, and the future glorious. Let me read that again. I like that. Faith makes the uplook good, the outlook bright, the inlook favorable, and the future glorious. Faith has the power to help you make the right choices. Secondly, Rahab's convictions describe her faith. Her choices were really a reflection of her faith. And now her convictions. In Hebrews 11.31 it reads, By faith the prostitute Rahab, because she had welcomed the spies, was not killed with those who were disobedient. Take that word disobedient. What were they disobedient about? Well, God was using the nation of Israel to teach all nations. God had chosen Israel to be his witness. In fact, in the book of Isaiah, he says that in Isaiah 43, 12. It says this, I have revealed and saved and proclaimed, I and not some foreign God among you. You are my witnesses, declares the Lord, that I am God. God intended Israel to be a witness to all of the Gentile nations. They were to watch Israel, and by Israel's life, Others would come to believe in the one and true living God. There that woman was. She was a Canaanite, a resident of Jericho. She heard what the king heard, what the people heard of the land. She heard about the Red Sea being opened. She mentioned about King Og being destroyed in the battle. She heard about all that God was doing for Israel. And so did everybody else. But there was a difference. Her hearing was mixed with faith. She heard the word with faith. And something happened in Rahab's heart. She began to be a person of conviction. 
She began to become a person who held views about God. In 2.11, Rahab, confession of faith in the Lord Jehovah. She makes a wonderful confession of faith. In 2.11, it says this, For the Lord your God is God in heaven above and on earth below. Her theology was not profound. It was simple. It was according to the light that she had. But let me tell you something. Her faith for the little light she had was far greater than many in Israel. It reminds me of Jesus when he was surprised by the faith of a Roman centurion who had greater faith than those in Israel. Here Rahab was, a harlot, a prostitute, a woman of the night, hearing the stories. There the Israelites were living the stories, seeing the Red Sea open, seeing God deliver them, and they failed to believe earlier. They never entered into the promised land. Here's a woman who just heard. But her convictions began to grow and stir in her heart. She began to respond to the light that God gave her. F.B. Meyer said, it's not the amount of truth that a man holds which saves him, but the grasp with which he holds it. How are you holding on to the truth that God gave you? That truth, mixed with faith, will produce in you convictions that will cause you to live differently than the world around you. We need to be not a people weak and wishy and washy, tossed about with this doctrine and that doctrine and this trend and that trend in the world. No, 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 no. We need to be grounded in the word, rooted in the scriptures, and we need to be a people of conviction. She made her profession of faith. Rahab's confidence of faith in the Lord Jehovah, not only was there a conviction that produced a theology. It produced a strong belief, but it produced a confidence in God. Confident in Him. Uh, ponder her words. She says, I know that the Lord has given this land to you. I, I know that the Lord has given this land to you. She saw the events differently than her contemporaries. They looked at the events And all they did was think, well, how can we fortify the city? How can we protect ourselves? Their hearts melted in fear. But somehow, because faith resided in her hearts, she began to discern the signs of the times. She began to read the events of contemporary news differently than all of those around her. It produced a faith in her. When we look at the world around us, do we see the hand of God behind the scenes and behind the events? Do we recognize that God is sovereign over all? He's controlling the events of history. History is his story. I I like what you said. I know. I, I know. That word know is like Job's know when he says, I know. My Redeemer liveth. That word know is like Paul's word know when he says, I know whom I have believed in and I'm persuaded that he is able to keep that against that day. I know. Psalm 9, 10 says this, those who know your name will trust in you. 
God told them, the enemy's already defeated. The land is yours. Didn't mean they didn't have to work. Didn't mean they didn't have to use their minds. Didn't mean that they didn't have to cross over the Jordan. That's why Joshua was sending the spies. Because though God gave the promise, they had to do their part, hand in hand. Us and God, co-laborers together, working together to accomplish his purposes for this world, his purposes in our life. There she was, believing. What does the cross of Jesus tell us? The enemy's been defeated. You are fighting a defeated foe. You've got to live in that truth, walk in that truth, believe that truth, take hold of that promise. And as you live, walk, and believe in that, and you give your very best, God will do the rest. Our very best would never get us the promised land. Our very best would not get us where God wants us to be. It takes a miracle, but he takes the worship and the sacrifice of our best, and he blesses it, and he does incredible things with it. And that's what he was doing. Charles Wesley said, faith, mighty faith, the promise sees, and looks to that alone, laughs at impossibilities, and cries, it shall be done. She said, the hearts of all the people are melting. I heard that before. It was prophetically sung. When Moses crossed the Red Sea and reached the other side, and they saw Pharaoh's army destroyed, he began to sing. The horse and rider has fallen into the sea. And then one of the words or one of the stanzas in his song was, the hearts of the Canaanites will melt. And I believe that Joshua took God's instruction and meditated on the word day and night. And when the report came back from those spies and they said their hearts are melting in the land because of what God is doing in Israel, his mind went back to the song that Moses sang. And he said, oh, how true it is. And they began to rejoice that God was true to his word. He keeps every one of his promises. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Now we're coming to the shouting part. Rahab's covenant declares her faith. Rahab's covenant declares her faith. Everything she was doing, her choices, her convictions, the covenant, all expressed faith residing in her heart. They made an agreement with her, and they said, listen, if you keep this agreement, you put this scarlet rope cord outside the window, and you don't tell anyone about what's transpired, we'll keep our word. We'll rescue you. She kept her word. She kept her promise. We live in a world, a society, that rejects the concept of one true God and his exclusive claims. We live in a time where they reject absolute truth and make everything subjective. We live in a day when the Ten Commandments are considered obsolete by the society. They don't even want them in the schoolroom. We live in a time when people reject the claims of the Lordship of Jesus Christ. We live in a day when people reject the concept of a day of judgment. But keep on believing. 
Keep on trusting. Keep on walking. Keep on going forward with the promises of God and the precepts of God in our heart and lives. We're called to be promise keepers. I want to read to you an excerpt found in the back of a Bible in Africa. It says, I'm a part of the fellowship of the unashamed. I have the Holy Spirit power. The die has been cast. I have stepped over the line. The decision has been made. I am a disciple of his. I won't look back, let up, slow down, back away, or be still. My past is redeemed. My present makes sense, and my future is secure. I am finished and done with low living, sight walking, small planning, smooth knees, colorless dreams, tame visions, mundane talking, chintzy giving, and dwarfed goals. I no longer need preeminence, prosperity, position, promotions, platitudes, or popularity. I don't have to write first tops, recognized or praised, regarded or rewarded. I now live by his presence, lean by faith, love by patience, live by prayer, and labor by power. My face is set, my gate is fast, hallelujah, my goal is heaven, my road is narrow, my way is rough, my companions few, my guide reliable, my mission clear. I cannot be bought, compromised, detoured, lured away, turned back, diluted, or delayed. I will not flinch in the face of sacrifice, hesitate in the presence of adversity, negotiate at the table of the enemy, ponder at the pool of popularity, or meander in the maze of mediocrity. I won't give up, shut up, let up or burn up till I've preached up, prayed up, paid up, stored up, and stayed up for the cause of Christ. I am a disciple of Jesus. I must go till he comes and give till I drop and preach till everyone knows. And when he comes to get his own, he'll have no problem recognizing me. My colors will be clear. She kept the promise and she experienced the promise. Hallelujah. Church, I want to take you back. Let's go back to outside Jericho. And the army starts marching. Let's go around. And they start marching around that wall. One of the soldiers says to the other one, look at that over there. What's that red cord hanging out that window? Don't you know? That's Rahab's house. Rahab's house? Who's Rahab? Well, let me tell you her testimony. Second day went by. Others in the crowd noticed it. It happened for seven long days. And that last day, they're marching around, and they make a shout, and those walls come down. Look over there. The walls all all down, except that one part out there. That one part. Oh, that's Rahab's house. How do you know it's Rahab's house? Don't you see the scarlet cord? Don't you see the scarlet cord? 
It was no accident that it was a scarlet cord placed outside her window. It was a sign and a symbol to all times and to all places and to all people and especially to the people of Israel. Their mind would go back to a day that God delivered them from a time of judgment, from a time of his wrath, when he poured out his wrath on Egypt, but they had the sign of that blood of the lamb over the doorpost of their houses. And there she had the sign of the blood of the lamb over her house. And when the walls came down, her house remained. When the walls came down, her house stood up, and she received the promise that God had given to her through the spies. I don't know how they knew what they were saying, but they, by the Spirit of God, prophesied, you'll be spared. Your house will be spared. And they were spared. God has given us a sure word. It's a word that Abraham said long ago to his son, God will provide a lamb. John the Baptist said, behold the lamb of God that taketh away the sin of the world. When the wrath of God comes on this world and when the judgment of God comes on this planet, beloved, I'm going to have that scarlet rope outside of the door of my heart and judgment will pass, will pass over you. Hallelujah, 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 hallelujah. David though an adulterer and a sinner was spared the judgment of God because that scarlet thread was outside of his home. Paul, though a murderer and a persecutor of the church, had the blood of Christ applied to his life and he passed from judgment unto life. See, God has given us a covenant and that covenant of blood is true. He will keep every one of his promises no matter where he's found you, no matter what your past, no matter where you've been or what you've done or what you've crawled out of, the blood of Jesus cleanses us from all sin. The blood of Jesus cleanses us from all sin. He washes us clean and he makes us whole and he promises us that we one day will enter that promised land. Those golden streets that belong to us, that new mansion that is ours, that has our name on it, that heaven that has been built from God himself. Hallelujah. Glory. Glory to God. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. God lifts her out of the house of harlotry. He lifts her out of that type of lifestyle. He elevates her. Her name is found in Matthew 1.5. She was that great great-grandmother of King David. And she was put in the lineage of royalty, the Lord Jesus, our Savior. Hallelujah. He lifts from the lowest and puts us in the highest places. He's promised us that he would set us in heavenly places with Christ Jesus, that we would reign forever and ever and ever and ever and ever with him, not because of our deeds, not because of our works, but because of our faith in God and God alone. That's our hope, church. That's our hope. Hallelujah. Praise God. I like what Charles Kingsley said. I do not want merely to possess a faith, 
I want a faith that possesses me. I don't wearily want to possess a faith. I want a faith that possesses me. Hallelujah. Joshua is one of the most mighty warriors in all of the Bible. From the spies who were hidden by Rahab to the story of the walls of Jericho, throughout this book of Joshua, Pastor Ed will continue to point us to the Lord, sharing with us wonderful insights each time he teaches. Though Joshua isn't a book many study, it is rich with content that we apply to our daily lives as we walk with Jesus. You've been listening to Building in Faith, the radio ministry of Dr. Edward Jones of Faith Assembly in Poughkeepsie, New York. Now, we want to encourage you to log on to buildinginfaithradio.com to spend some time getting to know us and to stay current with what's being broadcasted here on Building in Faith. At the website, you'll find today's message for you to listen to again, download, or even post to your Facebook page to share with your family and friends. Again, that's all available when you log on to buildinginfaithradio.com. Or if you'd like, you can always give us a call. Our phone number is 845-462-5955. That's 845-462-5955. Well, that's all the time we have for today. In the next edition of Building in Faith, Pastor Ed will continue teaching verse by verse through the Old Testament book of Joshua. So be sure to join us. Until then, may God richly bless you. Your word restores.